strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, the M3F Music Festival is headed to Steel Indian School Park March 1st and 2nd. 100% of all profits from this music festival go to various charities throughout the valley. Limited tickets are still available for purchase, and you could possibly win a pair. Just visit the contest page at KTAR.com. So two adults have been charged with murder in Kansas City. They have been named, obviously, because they're adults. I do find it odd that they're not going to name the kids that were under 18 that were involved in the shooting that have been charged with gun charges. Um, And I I will explain. um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was the kid with the AR-15. Remember, they they outed him. They had no problem giving that kid's name. Now, I, if you're not, I, I'm in favor of not giving a juvenile's name. But if you're going to do it with one, why wouldn't you do it with the other? That's all. I mean, it, it just, it should be equal. This was an evil act of complete disregard for human life. So what it turned out, it looks like, there was an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old that now have been charged with murder. Both of them are recovered recovering from gunshot wounds in local hospitals and have been charged with murder. Um, They started a beef, whatever the argument was over. One pulls a gun, the other pulls his gun. They start shooting at each other. They shoot each other and they shoot innocent people all around them killing someone. This was an absolutely ridiculous act of anger and disregard for human life. There's no doubt about it. These these two young men should go to prison for a very, very long time. And it should send a message to the community about this. The level of violence and disregard is what needs to be addressed. You guys want to focus on guns. You got an 18-year-old that violated gun laws by having one. Let's start there. I don't want to go down that road, but if you look at what I have in this stack of headlines, um, in addition to the two adults that were now charged with murder, one of them, this is uh, the mother of one of the accused Kansas City Bowl Parade shooters set up a GoFundMe for him saying he needs help through this tragic time. Um, uh, Tennille Burnside created the online fundraiser for her son, the 23-year-old. I said 22, but he's 23 years old. Lindell Mays showing him lying in a hospital bed, receiving, uh, recovering from nine bullet wounds in the shootout he allegedly confessed to starting. So they started a GoFundMe page. I wonder how many people are going to donate to that. But you listen, look at some of these around the country. I, I said yesterday that... Uh, Uh, Louisiana, the governor of Louisiana has declared a state of emergency because they are dramatically understaffed in their police force across the state. Um, We talked about two different towns in Minnesota that now have disbanded their police departments, which means they're going to have to rely on the sheriff's department for patrol. Austin police shortages leave sections of the city without a single officer and an unsustainable path. How Oregon turned on its own trailblazing drug law. It's not the utopian utopia we were promised. Call for a National Guard to help with high school violence stirs controversy in Massachusetts. These are some of the headlines. There is there's a critical point, And, I, you know, there's this uh, I, I picture things that happen in our country in the in public opinion 
And there is a constant pendulum as as something happens, people's opinions change. Uh, if you go back to the Clinton administration, the country was as fed up with crime as we are right now, with repeat offenders and violent offenders and disregard for human life. And they came up with a, street, a three strike law. And that three strike law is you get three felonies. Um, you are going to go to prison for a very, very long time because you have shown yourself to be such a felon, such a felonious person that you can't be in society. You make society a worse place. So they started locking people up for extended periods of time when they had three felonies. Well, as people started to see, well, maybe that wasn't necessarily such a good idea because some of the people were committing felonies, but they were nonviolent felonies. Some of them were drug charges, marijuana, and how the world's opinion on marijuana has changed. The public opinion has changed dramatically over the past 30 years. So then you start seeing what happened under the Obama and even in the Trump administration where they began saying we're going to start letting a lot of these people off of these big, very heavy sentences because the pendulum swung in the other direction that maybe this taking a very hard stand is not the way to go. The pendulum was in one direction when it came to first responders, especially police officers. Being a firefighter is less controversial. I mean, there's not a lot of controversy there about being a being a firefighter or a paramedic, you know, being someone in the rescue business. But being a cop, it was it's become controversial. There used to be a huge amount of respect for the uniform, police officers, troops. Um, and like we saw, I'm, I'm going to go back to the pendulum in the other direction. During the Vietnam War, there was overt disrespect for the military uniform of the United States, and it was widespread, largely on college campuses and in, in that age demographic, but there was an actual disdain for anybody that wore a military uniform. Not every, uh, not every member of our military suffered it, but many did. Um, they were told, depending on where they were coming back to the states from, don't wear your uniform in the airports uh, because they were being accosted and they were being called baby killers and people were spitting at them. And and so but the pendulum has swung in the other direction, largely because of those Vietnam veterans. And this generation of, of men and women that serve in our military are largely applauded by the a huge number of people in the public. Now, there are some outliers still that don't have a lot of respect, but public opinion has changed dramatically as that pendulum swung in the other direction. Law enforcement was seen as a, a necessary, proud, honorable profession. They were seen as authority figures that people listened to. Um, my own brother told me when the pendulum began to swing in the other direction, I don't feel less safe, but I feel a lot less respected. That Then it swung to a point where for a while, there was an overt disrespect for law enforcement. We made the heroes the demons, and we, we took Took the demons and made them heroes. That pendulum is swinging the other dra direction dramatically because we are beginning to see that if we allow the men and women who take up that mantle, who decide I'm going to be in law enforcement, if we don't empower them to do their jobs, if we don't respect them for how they do their jobs, they'll go do something else. We live in a society still that believes in law and order. I'm one of them. You know, I, I live in a law and order society. I will call the police. I will dial 911. I'm not going to take the law into my own hands. I've proven that. Being the victim of, of a crime years ago, I had every opportunity to get street justice. I was fighting a kid 
a couple of them, two kids that had absolutely no chance uh, against me. I'm not Chuck Norris, but this kid was, he was way outmatched. And I did not inflict any injury on this kid. I let the police handle it. So I've proven I will live in a law and order society, that I will call the police. Now, I am capable of protecting myself. I own multiple firearms like many people do. I believe that you have a responsibility to protect yourself and the people around you in a life-threatening situation. But we've shown ourselves in society that we want a law and order society. But it was it's breaking down. In many cases, it's breaking down. You have cops that are leaving the profession because they're not respected by the bosses in the city governments and or the jurisdictions where they work. You've got uh, prosecutors' offices that are more interested in social justice than they are in justice. So they're making arrests and they're finding out the charges are not happening. So they're wasting their time. They feel as if they're not doing the job they were hired to do. So they're going and finding something else to do. It's not worth putting up with. We're seeing this across the country. If we do not address this, if as a nation, and I would say individual towns don't address this, Phoenix is doing an excellent job. Other Valley cities, Chandler's with their low crime rates, their chief of police is saying it's because of their relationship with the communities around them. We have to foster those relationships. If we don't, we are going to find ourselves like these Minnesota towns that are disbanding their police department. Austin doesn't have enough cops to patrol the entire city. Louisiana, the entire state has a state of emergency. Got to pay attention to other people's mistakes. In a moment, election updates, the latest polls for president of the United States and the latest scandals. We'll get to that coming up here in just one moment. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Should have kept my big trap shut is what I should have done. Should have kept my big trap shut. If you missed it earlier, uh, you know, here I am just trying to share a little bit about myself. And I told Jim Sharp this morning that when I was a very young boy, I'm five, six years old, living in Northeast Ohio, my friends called me Mickey. Mick. And so I, my friend's mother, Helen, actually Tootsie, everybody calls her Toots. Uh, Tootsie still calls me Mick. Hey Mick, we're so proud of you. And on Facebook, and I've been so happy that no one's caught on to it. And then I went and said it on the air today. And then you gotta play this stupid song. By the way, one hit wonder, Tony Basil is the singer of the song. Um, all right, enough about my uh, childhood. More traumatized by Mickey than I am Broomhead. How's that? I have no problem using my real name in this radio show, but I hate Mickey. Something wrong with me. Um, appreciate you being here. I have just now started the nickname. If you people call me Mickey, I'm going to be upset. Uh, that's going to upset me. Um, all right, we've got to get to this election. Uh, interesting, timing is perfect. I love corresponding on social media. We made a conscious effort a long time ago. Some people like it, some people don't. I correspond with people on social media. I read tweets, I read messages on Facebook um, because I think it's a great way to communicate. I don't do, we don't take phone calls on the show. I would say not a lot, we never do. Maybe I'll start doing that again to take some calls and get some feedback because I love listener feedback. It's not like I don't like it. If, you, if you're watching the cameras in here during commercial breaks, 
I'm responding to Facebook and Twitter and I, I respond to people because I love the conversation. I just was responding to a message about Trump. There's someone, I'm not going to say their name, that just absolutely despises everything about Donald Trump and actually turns every situation that's happened in this world into something Trump did. And so um, it's, it's it's hilarious. It is They say there's this Trump derangement syndrome. Now, I am someone that's been very critical of the former president on a number of things, the John McCain thing, the other stuff. Um, and I've admitted I voted for the guy twice, but I am not a follower of any one person. But the people that just absolutely despise him, unless you are brutalizing him with your words every chance you get, you're someone that is an apologist for that person. I'm certainly not. Um, I'm critical of this president because he's the president now. And um, uh, so I'm looking at the poll numbers and what's happening. Uh, Trump leads Biden in Pennsylvania. This, according to an Emerson College poll, he is beating Biden by six points in the swing state of Pennsylvania. Now, the reason why these polls are important is because we're getting closer and closer to the election. As we move out of the month of February, we get into March, April, May, we get into these uh, closer and closer to the election, more and more people start to pay attention. Believe it or not, the masses, and uh, I deal with people based on, when you reach out to me, Generally speaking, it's a topic that you've heard me talk about and you're very passionate about, which I appreciate and I enjoy. I really, even when you disagree with me, I want to hear from you. But you have to realize that it's a topic that got you so motivated and it, it, it touched a nerve with you so much that you felt the urge to reach out. The masses, when it comes to the elections, even in the presidential election, the majority of people don't care. If you're a sports fan, and I am, the majority of people don't care. Uh, I'm a Miami Hurricane. I've mentioned that. There's a group of people that during the football season here in Arizona are Miami. Most of them are alumni, have gone to Miami, and they get together and they watch the Hurricanes at, at, so usually at the same place at a bar. Everybody gets together. They wear their U gear and watch the games. And I've been a couple of times. Nobody else in that bar cares. We're in Arizona. Nobody else in that bar cares about the Miami Hurricanes football team. We can't focus on anything else. When you look at the election cycle, that's what most people are until it gets closer. There are informed voters. What they are not is they don't watch all the rounds of the of the NFL draft. You understand? They're not sitting in front of the TV looking at who the bills are going to take in the fourth round. But there are some fans that are that do that. Those are the people that have been paying attention. But as we get closer, as we get people are looking and this is something else that enrages people that just hate Donald Trump, the world, this country, let's talk about the country, has seen four years of Donald Trump as president and now three years post presidency, all of the other issues he brings to the table, the court cases, uh, all of it, Twitter, uh, the rallies. The shoes, the hats, everything. They've got a resume to look at. They've now got over three years of Joe Biden as president and everything he brings along with it. Family business, his son Hunter, the questions about his ability to do the job. And he brings that resume to the table. And the American people are logical people. And they are going to look at those two resumes in November and they are going to decide if they are the two candidates which, you know, they still look like they absolutely are going to be, but it's not a foregone conclusion yet. If they're the two candidates, America's going to decide which of those two they think should lead this nation for the next four years.
And right now, people are leaning toward Donald Trump. That could change. If you don't like hearing that, then you just don't like hearing it, but it doesn't change it. 16% in a Monmouth poll, 16% of American voters believe Biden has helped the middle class. 16%. That's what they're voting with. They are voting with what they see is happening. Promises made, promises kept. What are you doing for the country? What are you doing for me? And they're going to gauge which person they believe is going to be the best leader. Right now, polls are leaning toward Donald Trump. Not all of them, but some of them. And we'll see. We will see as the election cycle continues. In a moment, we talk about one of the big issues, which is immigration. How many people have come to America illegally since the beginning of this administration? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, if you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, we officially invite you to do it. You'll never miss a minute of the show again. It's the Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Um, so we have to we continue to talk about the border. I think it's going to be one of the depending on where you live, it is um, issue one and one a, whether it's the economy or it's the border. Um, I'm going to be talking more on the 10 o'clock hour about this. Last night, I saw the 47 minute video of the attacks in Israel of October 7th. And um, I watched as. Uh, these terrorists, Hamas terrorists, crashed through the border um, and they uh, attacked thousands of people in Israel. And um, we talk about international security, and I do believe this is an international security issue. I believe it is a homeland security issue for us. But what about our borders? I am not a xenophobe. If you listen to the show, if if you've never listened to the show before, first of all, thanks for listening. But I want to let you know that you are not going to hear anyone that is more in favor of legal immigration to this country than I am. I think we should have a robust immigration system that makes it easy for good people to come here and become citizens or come here and work if work is available to help our workforce. I think we should have a thriving, robust guest worker program. I think it would solve a lot of issues at our border and inside our country as well. I find people to be valuable. I, 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 I Human beings deserve to be treated like human beings. But illegal immigration has got to stop. We have got to secure our borders. The evils of the drug cartels. The Sinaloa cartel controls the drug trade routes through Arizona. Does anybody not understand the concept of how dangerous it is that a cartel that has absolutely no regard for human life whatsoever actually controls drug trading routes and drug superhighways directly through our state? That the cartels control the flow of traffic of people. Who crosses, when they cross, and where they cross? Not our government. Does anybody not see the national security issue there? There have been more people recently captured at just the San Diego sector of the border from China recently than the entire border last year. 
it isn't just people from Mexico and Central America coming to work and leaving poverty. All the narrative that we are listening to that you're hearing from some people is not a full picture of what's happening at our southern border. It's dangerous. It's a national security issue, and it's one we are going to pay a heavy price for if we don't do something about it. After September 11th, we looked at national security differently. We looked at how we traveled um, because people that had overstayed their visas, which we neglect, we still neglect, had had evil intentions. They were going and learning how to fly planes, not land them, and they used the knowledge they gained while living in our country illegally to then fly planes into buildings. And as Americans, we don't, as in, by nature, we don't lump everybody together. So the initial reaction is, well, that's not every person that's here. You're right. Uh, we have a great concern for Islamophobia, that not everybody that's Muslim is a terrorist. And we want to make sure as Americans we're saying that. You're right. That's absolutely true. Absolutely, unequivocally true. But that doesn't mean that we have to do the be- we shouldn't be doing the best job we can to differentiate between the good and the bad. And everyone that's crossing the border under false pretenses is an illegal immigrant. 7.2 million illegal immigrants have entered the U.S. during this administration, greater than the population of 36 states. Nearly 7.3 have crossed. The figure comes as U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which has already reported 961,000 border encounters in the current fiscal year. Almost a million. Uh, The state of Massachusetts, which has a a mandatory shelter law, they have been inundated with people realizing that the laws in the state of Massachusetts say if they show up there, they have to get a place to stay. Uh, Massachusetts are spending, the vendors are charging the state of Massachusetts $64 a day to feed each illegal immigrant. It comes at a total cost of hardworking people in Massachusetts have paid over $1 billion with a B in order to feed the people that have come here illegally. Um, A Vermont resident makes an unsettling discoveries on property as migrant crisis hits the northern border. A Vermont resident sounded the alarm at the northern border after making a discovery outside of her home on her property. She said that migrants on security cameras outside her house and even discovered abandoned belongings as a number of encounters at the northern border continue to soar. It's scary to know that you don't know what's lurking around in your woods. The other part of this, I'll say to all of you, if you want to see the effects of what's happening, I've asked people to do this before. We have this big fight about environmentalism in our country. Go and look up trash at the southern border. Go and look at the the uh, pathways that migrants are being led by the coyotes, the cartels. Go and look at what's left in the desert, human waste and dirty diapers and clothing and trash. And it is it, it looks like a dump. It looks like it's a landfill. It has to stop. And we aren't doing anything to stop it. Video appears to show illegal migrants attacking cops at uh, Randall's Island shelter. Illegal immigrants led police on a wild, a high-speed chase in a stolen Maryland state tow truck, according to Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Um, Would you think that most Americans would believe that if you come to this country and you're on one of these orders to, uh, you know, a court order, you have a monitoring device, whatever it is, you come to this country with an asylum claim, 
if you get caught committing a crime, especially a violent crime, but any crime, that you should be immediately deported and your uh, claim for asylum should be denied, well, that what if they go back to this horrible country, but they're committing crimes in ours? I'm not saying anything irrational. I'm not saying anything that is mean-spirited. Um, but the American people are fed up with what's happening. And you see places like Texas defending itself, Arizona proposing a ballot initiative, and I'm interested to see if the voters in Arizona will pass it. That would make it a felony, and it would be thousands of dollars in fines to employers that don't use E-Verify, that skirt the law and hire people illegally. And when you talk about the work and the need for workers, I would agree with you 100%. We need workers in this country. And it would be very simple for the Congress to do just that. We are going to change how we do things. We are going to narrow the scope for what people can claim asylum for, but we are going to broaden the scope where people can can show us who they are. They've got to present ID when we know who they are, and there's got to be a job waiting for them, and we would have a thriving guest worker program. I'd be in favor of that, that trade-off. That trade-off would be one I would definitely be in favor of. Coming up in a moment, um, we are going to talk about uh, Hunter Biden. I've stayed away from this for the most part, but his lawyers are now upset and I'm going to tell you why, and it is quite possibly the funniest excuse I've ever heard. And we're going to get to that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, just after 10 o'clock, I'm going to talk about uh, last night I was um, I was asked to join a group of people to see the 47-minute video of the attacks on October 7th in Israel. And I came away with a perspective um, that was horrifying. And, and I, but I'm going to talk about it as it pertains to what's happening now. Uh, we'll get to that just after 10. I've stayed away from the Hunter Biden thing for the most part for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, a lot of it is, is is kind of gossipy. Now, if the guy committed crimes, yeah, I think he did. He needs to be held accountable. But I also um, I, I know people in my family that have suffered from and people that I'm close to that have suffered from addiction, that they've been addicts. And to see somebody so out of control as Hunter Biden appeared to be um, was was horrible. I mean, I've got a I've got a twisted sense of humor. But in reality, to see somebody acting and behaving in the way he was, was horrifying. But he's been accused of crimes now. And one of the pictures that was used in his gun charges shows him what looks to be cocaine on a table um, and guns and his lawyer. This now, this is where it gets to be ludicrous. I am, I know that everybody's entitled to a defense and a lawyer is to vigorously defend their client. But, you know, the whole thing about the laptop not being true, what that did was a couple of things. First of all, what it allowed was uh, President Biden to become President Biden. There are a lot of people that said if they had known that that laptop was real, they may have changed the way they voted. Fair or unfair. That's how they felt about what they saw with the son of the president and the president's knowledge of what his son was up to. And the cover up is what angered people. But 
the issue for that, I stayed away from it because the politics of it is what was the involvement of the president as the vice president at the time and his involvement in his son's business. That's for the American people to decide with the president himself. But with Hunter Biden, his actions, he needs to be held accountable. And what hiding that laptop did hiding the reality of it was allow him to continue his out of control behavior. The people closest to him should have, you have to know when someone is out of control, you don't, the first thing you learn about addiction is you can't enable it. If you enable it, if you are an enabler, they are going to use that excuse. He was, he continued to be an out of control addict because the people around him were hiding the reality of his out of control behavior. There's nothing I'm saying here that isn't understood by so many people people because addiction is something we all hate. It's, it's, it's a horrible thing to witness someone you love go through. But get this now. This is, um, you, you got to laugh. You have to laugh at this. Uh, attorneys for Hunter Biden claimed in a Tuesday court filing. Now, this is not what was said to a reporter. This is in the court filings. Federal prosecutors mistook sawdust for cocaine in a photo used to justify gun charges. They are going to bring in an expert witness that's a carpenter that really knows his sawdust to testify that those weren't lines of cocaine. That was sawdust. He was doing woodwork. Um, so that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be the part of this. Uh, I just find this to be, it's horrifying in the sense that you are still making excuses for someone. I know people that are recovering addicts, and I will tell you that I have the utmost respect for not only someone that is willing to admit to themselves and the people closest to them that, hey, I have something that I can't beat on my own. It has taken me to rock bottom, that I can't beat this. And they get help, and then they go out and they tell their story and they help other people. I think that is one of the most noble things you can do is to relive your shortcomings to help other people get past their shortcomings. This is nothing more than trying to get him out of accountability for what he's done. And <laughs> the idea that a lawyer says, well, let's just tell him we got a, we got, we've got an expert witness that we're going to pay, you know, six, seven, eight hundred bucks an hour. But we're going to get this expert witness to come in and testify that I can tell in that picture that that's sawdust and not cocaine. Because we all understand that on the side, along with being in Burisma and being a world class artist as well, that Hunter Biden is one hell of a woodworker. He's he's Geppetto, um, you know. I just look at this and I think, what in the world are we doing? What in the world are we doing? The strongest parents I know are the ones that say to their children, I love you no matter what. And if you've done something like this, if you become an addict, I will be there by your side every step of the way. But you have got to stand up and you have got to take be accountable for what you've done. And here you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars being spent on attorneys. And it's sawdust, not cocaine, is what they came up with. Uh, there it is. That's, that's it. All right, just after 10 o'clock, um, I witnessed the October 7th video. 47 minutes of the attacks in Israel and just a small piece of what actually happened. We are going to talk about Israel and what they are doing now in the United States. We'll get to that in just a moment.